another supplemental episode of the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. Um, I record these in my car while I'm driving, and uh, I like doing these. Um, I just did an actual episode last week. Already forgot what it was about. Oh, no, I read that thing about my dad. (laughs) Um, So, this year... Uh, On June 1st, I turned 46. Uh, I couldn't feel less 46 than I do. Uh, I've never felt better. I've never been in better shape than I am at 46. Um, I think that uh, the years leading up to this was a lot of learning and uh, just having to go through some things, um, and which I'm continuing to do. And what I wanted to talk about was this year I've become keenly aware of a few things. Um, I uh, have become very aware of my astrological chart, for one thing. Um, really took a look at it, been spending a lot of time with it, uh, getting to know it, to understand like what kind of makes me astrologically me I remember when that chart uh, first time I read it and thinking holy shit like this is this is me you know and other people reading it being like yeah this is this is how like I see you you know Um, but actually I read the chart and I was like I kind of I like it you know I I like who I am I, I, I like the chart I hope that that's how I can be and who I am. Uh, and then, you know, years ago, uh, having my Enneagram done, and, and honestly, I, I've i taken an Enneagram test so many times, really trying to get a different score <laughs> because I didn't like being an eight. Those of you very familiar with the Enneagram know what an eight is. I have a seven wing, so the eight is the challenger, the seven is the enthusiast, I don't know what my other wing is, to be honest. I don't even remember. Um, But when I look at an eight and a seven, I'm like, yeah, that's very much how I am. Um, uh, You know, I can be uh, very controlling, very domineering. Um, And my mind immediately goes towards those things because those things that I I don't want to be. But you know what I am? Uh, If I'm not healthy mentally, uh, that's how I am. If I'm healthy mentally, I'm uh, not those things. Instead, I'm the good part of the eight, and I can't even remember what that is because, you know, just geared towards uh, negativity due to negativity bias, right? Um, Anyway, Uh, so this year, I've really um, learned to watch Keith rather than be Keith. Um, Learning to experience my mind, my personality, um, all of my neuroses, all of my little blips and samskaras and karmic whatevers, and to really inhabit being Keith. Uh, And that has added another layer to the word Leela which I've mentioned a lot of, uh, a lot of episodes I mentioned the Leela, the, 
Krishna's Leela, God's Leela, the Leela, whatever. Which in Sanskrit means um, play, drama, sport. You know, uh, it goes along with the Bhagavad Gita and the idea that Arjuna is needs to inhabit this role as the warrior. And it doesn't really matter how he feels about it, we're here, right? Um, it doesn't matter how I feel about it, I am inhabiting Keith. And for a long time, I, uh, and some of you will definitely identify with this, doing, uh, trying to quote-unquote wake up, become enlightened, and, and experience a spiritual whatever that then changes me. That makes me a different person somehow, you know. And what I've found is that that's not going to be a thing because I am lawfully, wholly, 100% in this incarnation. I took this birth because this is my lot. And that's good. I'm at home as Keith. It took me a lot of years to learn to... I think I got pretty familiar with it, or, or well, rather uh, accustomed to laughing at myself years and years and years ago. Um, uh, owning some things that, you know, I have a certain predilection towards this and that and all these other things. And, you know, and, and uh, this, uh, this business of dealing with a personality is very interesting. And I think through working with the clients that I work with and talking to them and it's really helped me kind of look at look at Keith, you know, be with Keith and notice Keith and see what Keith is like. See what it's like to be Keith, you know, instead of pushing this thing away. Um, you know, for a long time I feel like I did push and pull and try to change and pretend I was this and renounce that aspect of this thing and renounce that aspect and and it just left me kind of freaked out, you know. Um, but uh, here I am, 46. I feel great. Um, I finally feel at home in my body. I feel like this is, you know, to be frank, um, to be open, uh, some of you know me. I used to never feel at home looking the way I looked. Didn't feel like me. Now I feel like me. I really do. Um, I feel like I look like Keith. Uh, someone mentioned that to me, someone close to me a few weeks ago, and she was saying that, that she doesn't feel like she looks like her. And not in like a gender way, I think that. It's just, you know, this other thing. A lot of you feel that, and, and I feel that. And I got it when she said it. I was like, oh, I know that feeling. You know, and, and the first urge is to just start offering advice, which, you know, finally I've learned not to give people fucking unsolicited advice. You know, maybe ask a few pointed questions, but you leave it at that. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, you know, I encourage you to try to maybe look at your personality instead of, you know, being it and hating it or pushing against it. What if you just kind of hung out with it? You know, the more you become the noticer of these things, you know, the the um, the less they they ding you, the less they hurt. You know, um, I just passed uh, Donald Trump's house, and there's a guy in the driveway, obviously with a, with a that looks like an AR-15, and. Uh, <laughs> One day I was driving by and I didn't think about it. I just kind of rolled my window down and at the same time, like I'm passing him, rolling my window and hanging my arm out the window. And the guy like lifts it a little higher as I came around the corner and it was kind of freaky. I'm going to be like, whoa, 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 (laughs) I'm unarmed, please. Um, Yeah, what a weird job. It's weird to live near him because every time when you're driving, I'll tell you like, Nine times out of two when you're driving, the car in front of you will roll down the window and either flick off the building like that's doing something or they'll take a picture, which is hilarious. Um, yeah. I think giving people the bird is the ultimate, like, egoic, like, ah. Uh, I've flicked a hundred birds. I noticed nobody ever stopped driving weird when I did it. Um... I mean, I've been flicked off. I'd still, I'd still drive the way I drive. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, I'm the way I am. And another thing, you know, a lot of people love you. And I had to look at that too, that like a lot of people, you know, like I would, uh, you know, someone would say something nice to me and I would have to be really self-deprecating and like make some kind of a joke and and when I really think about why, I still do it, right? And when I think about why I do it, I do it because of my Enneagram 8-ness. I know how I come across. And it's in my chart, too, in my astrological chart. I come across a certain way, and I understand that. And if you are not confident and you feel less than, then my personality is really going to... Pr- it's probably going to rub you the wrong way, right? Um, I do not think I'm a genius. The things that I know, I know them because I was taught them and I've found them to be true and other people found them to be true as well. I don't just, you know, I do have beliefs that I just kind of use as thought exercises, like almost in a chaos magic sense. But people misunderstand my confidence in the things that I'm saying, like, like I thought of it. No, I'm just telling you how it is. Like, I, fucking, I didn't think of any of this shit. I didn't invent it. I didn't discover it. It's just the way it works, man. Like, so I've had to come to terms with that. And, like, you know, noticing that in other people made me a little, uh, like, uptight, you know? Uh, I would feel like people were already judging me and already, like, not liking me. So I would either... If I was being really unskillful, I would get really abrasive really fast. Or worse, I would um, really connect, like be so passive that it was irritating. You know, and, and I did that for a lot, lot, lot of years. You know, that was probably more in my giant beard phase. But 
I don't know. I don't really do that now. Now it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird being a person. Um, but I really like it. You know, I can remember being told the story about the, the dove with, or the bird rather, with the, the silk scarf in its beak and it's, you know, it flies around the mountain dragging its beak with it, you know, around the mountain. And uh, I made the mistake of driving near the beach on Fourth of July weekend. Horrible idea. Um, <laughs> but uh, the story, uh, you know, about the bird and the beak, and it's got this silk scarf and it's dragging the silk scarf around the mountain. And Buddha said, you know, the amount of time it takes for this silk scarf to wear a groove in the mountain is how long you've been taking birth. And the first time hearing that and thinking, well, isn't the point of this to get out of this cycle of birth, death, and suffering and all this shit and to break free the quote-unquote human samsaric whatever? And when I thought about that as an American who's concerned with you know, upward mobility and achievement and all this kind of stuff. I was like, well, what the fuck is the point? Okay, I, I, you'll never break. If that's how long you've been doing it, the most you can do is, you know, hope that fucking in a million lifetimes you get. But when I let go of the goal, right, and just said, I don't give a shit if I fucking take birth a million more times, it doesn't even matter. And then it's like, I really like being a human. I like the death the old age, the sickness, the finding out things and the, you know, kind of all the uncomfortable stuff of being a human being. I like it right now. I've really just kind of become at home being a human and then being Keith and just kind of embracing it and like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I ever break free of it. But what I notice is that that's, you know, in that alle- that uh, uh, episode of the allegory of birth and death and, and all that, I think that, you know, the way I see it right now is that um, you do these things not so that, like, you know, because remember talking about how each moment you die to the old self, you could think each hour you die to the old self, each day you die to your old self, each week, each month, each year, whatever, right? Um, and the, the, you know, classically the hope is, is that in each birth, your births get easier. They get easier. And then eventually you just stop taking birth and you're, I don't know, a twinkle in the eye of God or a a fuck fleck on his toilet seat. I have no idea whatever the fuck it is, but you know, what if you saw it like day to day, maybe, yeah, we'll talk about a day instead of like a moment or whatever, fuck a moment, but what if it's day to day, right? Like you live a little more skillfully each day so that each day gets easier. You know, it's like when I talk to people about conflict resolution, it's, it's not about this conflict right here. It's about all the conflicts to come. You know, the more skillful you get with each conflict, the easier it gets. The easier it gets. It's not about resolving a conflict and winning. It's about just feeling fucking better. You know, and um, I feel better. You know, uh, you do this shit long enough and you start to notice changes and 
this and that. And I, I, at this point in my life, that's what I think is happening. I think that I'm not worried about like other lifetimes or fucking past lives or whatever it is. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Why does it matter? You're here. This is this, this thing now. Knowing that I was a, I don't know, Cleopatra doesn't fucking do anything for me right now. You know? It doesn't matter right now. I'm just trying to do this thing. You know? And, and it's like, is, am I worried about my past lives, what they were not, so that I can make this easier? That's the other thing. It's like, a lot of this seeking and stuff on the spiritual path, like, a lot of it has to do with, like, trying to make your life easier because you don't like being a person and you know you're a person you're here and as like Buddha said suffering is inherent in form or dissatisfaction is inherent in form in other words as long as you have a body you will be unsatisfied there will always be moments of discomfort, pain, dissatisfaction. And some of you are hearing that and thinking, well, fuck, that sounds bad, but that's because you're attached to comfort. You know, this is part of, like, why I do all the <laughs> physically miserable things that I do, you know, is uh, so that, you know, I can... You know, it's like if I can run eight miles barefoot on asphalt, then I can certainly be sad, <laughs> right? If I can, you know, like the other day, uh, I was paddling, paddling against an incoming tide into a 10 mile an hour wind with like 15 mile an hour gusts and I'm paddling and paddling and, uh, I look down and the water's moving so fast that the seaweed going past me looks like I'm hauling ass, right? And as long as I stare at the nose of my board, I really feel like I'm getting it. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I look up and like, <laughs> I hadn't moved fucking at all or just a little bit, right? And I look at a boat and think like, oh shit, man. Well, I was behind this thing and now I'm next to it. So that's something. And uh, I'm out there and my mind starts to play these tricks on me. It starts to say things like, hey, man, you know, you could just... Because I was paddling uh, away from the Blue Heron Bridge. Those of you who might be local, I'm paddling away from the Blue Heron Bridge, Phil Foster Park. I'm heading towards Peanut Island. And I'm on the inlet side. And incoming tide, water's hauling ass. And my mind was going, hey, you know, uh, you already ran, you know, four miles a little bit ago. Like... You could just stop, you know, you could turn around. It'd be okay if you turned around. You've done enough today. Turn around. You know, you, it's time for some self-care, Keith. Turn around. You know, and then uh, it would say things like, you know, you could just pull over at this beach and take a minute. Just take a minute. But the reality was this. Could I have done those things? Yes. It's, I'm sure, like, I wouldn't. But it's, it's not that. It's that I didn't need to. My body was fine. Most, if anything, I was getting bored. You know what I mean? And boredom is for fucking boring people. So, 
I just start treating it like a, you know, just a mindfulness exercise, a, a meditation. Like I'm just going to paddle because that's what I do. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. It doesn't matter how fast I'm going or how slow I'm going. We're here, baby. You might as well fucking paddle. Right? What's going to happen? Was your shoulders going to blow out? Your shoulders aren't going to blow out, you stupid wimp. Keep paddling. You know, and that sort of thing is very important to my mental health. Because if, like, if I can have that ability within my mind to just be uncomfortable, just be bored, and just focus on the nose of that stupid paddleboard and just go, 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 and not concern myself with how fast I'm going, how far I have to go. I know where I was going. I was paddling all the way around the island. And it, you know, I'm, I certainly wasn't even fucking close because then I hit this one corner right where the docks are, where the ferries come. All these currents merge and the water gets all sorts of crazy and it gets even worse right there. And I hadn't even gotten there. And I'm like, this is a motherfucker. And it's, it's again, you just keep going. I can't, for me, like that's a metaphor for my life, especially right now. I'm in a weird spot, you know, and like... You know, having dental shit done when you don't have insurance is fucking pricey, right? But it's just a matter of you just keep going. You just keep going. What's going to happen? You know? Um, and I, I take, you know, my, my buddy Troy and I, we take so many clients on those kinds of things. And I hear all the excuses. And I hear the excuses clients make. And I make the same excuses in my head. But I'm farther along enough to know that it doesn't matter what the excuse is. It doesn't matter what the story in my mind is. I just have to keep going. Right? And I'm lucky enough that part of my incarnation, part of my, you know, personality is that I don't give up easily. You know? Worst case scenario, I'll beat my head into a fucking wall and not, like, you know, it's a, I think, in part of that that eight Enneagram eight is that I don't know when to take care of myself and stop, but that's also an asset, you know? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this and that, uh, yeah, I did mention this in the podcast I just did about, you know, there's some unskillful parenting that happened with my dad and, um, those kind of fucked up moments really made me. And I am glad that I had those experiences to make me this way because how I am is very beneficial to me, right? And I'm glad that I don't have to learn grit and I don't have to learn fortitude. Some people have to learn it because you're going to need both of those things to be a human, you know? Um, It's like some of you that do hatha yoga, you know, it's like, you're in this pose it's uncomfortable as hell you're shaking sweat is just dripping off of you right it's in your eyes it's and it doesn't matter you're here and all you have to do is breathe the body is going to have its issues and that's not your problem because you're not the body so you can sit there and just be in whatever contorted pose you need to be in, right? Because it doesn't matter. You're here. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to quit. So 
right? That's one of those things. It's like, you know, I, uh, something I tend to ask people. They'll, you know, go on and on and on about this problem. That blah 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 blah. And it's like, well, now what? And usually, the well, now what? There's no answer. It's like the only thing left to do is to do it, is to just forward. That's the only thing, right? I do the same thing with myself. I can wring my hands and bitch and moan and groan about being Keith and all the bullshit that comes along with being Keith. And at the end of the day, well, now what? I don't know. I guess you just keep going. I guess you could wring your hands and bitch about it a little longer and see how that works. You know? This is this, and this brings us to like spiritual practice. Are your practices there with the hopes of escaping being a human? Or are they there to enhance the experience of being a human so that you do it a little better? See what I'm saying? There's a difference there. There's a difference in like trying to get out of something. You know, there's a difference in like, like for instance, I'm paddling, right? My mind's going, hey, just pull over on the beach. Take a minute, turn around, go home. It's okay. It's your weekend. Relax. Right? But then there's like the piece that's like, no, this is what you do. So you just do what you do and you paddle. Right? Or you run, or you walk, or you whatever, right? I like to walk really far. I like to do it in a weight vest, and it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you have this form. Same thing with running, same thing with paddling, with anything physical, is that you have this form that allows your body to be very efficient. You have a practice, and this practice allows you to be very efficient. And then with this form, the longer you do this activity, the more your body gets tired and you start to sacrifice the form. But the problem is, is that the more tired you get, the more important the form is. The practices, the longer you do the practice, the longer you're alive, there can be these events, these times in your life where you almost, you stop doing the practice. You sacrifice the integrity of the practice when you need the practice the most. Well, I just can't do it today. I'm just, I'm too anxious to sit. I'm too, I'm too this, I'm too that. I just want to sit here. I'm going to watch Netflix. I'm not going to go to yoga. I'm not going to sit in meditation. I'm not going to go for a run. I'm not going to go for a paddle. It's all those things. I just, I feel like I just need to sit here. No, you fucking don't. Do your shit. Stop fucking sitting around. Um, you know, and that's it. You you know, you're going to get a reprieve from time to time, but you know, you're still going to have a mind and a body and a fucking whatever, you know, so you can drink all the ayahuasca, eat all the psilocybin, take all the acid, have all the spiritual experiences, talk to leopards and snake people and all this kind of shit. Then what? You integrate the experience? Did you integrate the experience? Or did you get home and they still want a divorce? Things are still going wrong and it's all still fucked up. But hey, you got some cool snapshots of your time in Peru. Or do you integrate it? Right? 
I spend a lot of time in a lot of circles with people that do a lot of fun things like that. But they integrate them. I've integrated my experiences. That's the difference of being a local and a tourist. Are you taking spiritual pictures or are you trying to change? You're trying to get better. You're trying to be more skillful, trying to be better at being a person, better at being you, better at navigating your personality and all of your little samskaras and your little karmic blips. You know, that's the deal. You know? Anyway. It's wild being a person. Going up the Blue Heron Bridge. Alright, I'm going to stop it here. Um, call me. Uh, there's the Patreon. If you want to get in there and support my ass every month, I would appreciate it. <laughs> if you want to get in there and give me an attaboy donation through Venmo, that's in there too. If you want to talk... Uh, DM me your phone number. I'll call you. We'll talk. You know, you guys are figuring that out. All right. I love you. Bye-bye.